Feast Week has offered us a grand buffet. Michigan, Ohio State, one of the most controversial big games in many a year. Meanwhile, the Big 12, can they interest you in a four-way tie for first or perhaps a six-way tie for second? The Washington Huskies still remain unbeaten, regardless of what the line makers say. All that and much, much, much more on Sixth Year Seniors. Come after me! I'm a man! I'm 40! I'm getting tired of losing to Purdue! I'm not here to round this week! That's why I got a college gift! That's why I was an All-American in Michigan! It's Division One football. It's the Big Twelve. I've got so many ways to remain love a million ways. I'm barely thinking enough. Don't Mikey, how you doing? Worn out. I, I, I told you I, I, before the red light went on. They hit me with the ether rag over the weekend. I'm still recovering from that. We'll, we'll we'll see what happens. It's probably a good thing I did get the ether rag, considering how uh, how some team played and, and and got treated by the officials in Death Valley. But we'll get there. We'll get there soon enough. Oh, oh, treated by the officials. Okay. It was, I, I saw I saw the worst roughing the passer call of the season called against North Carolina, which directly gave Clemson a touchdown, but hey, whatever. Well, we'll get to that sometime else in the show. We got a lot to talk about here. Let's start on the West Coast, where late in the evening, Washington defeats Oregon State 22-20, despite the line makers making the beeves a favorite over the unbeaten Huskies. No respect at all. No respect at all for the Huskies there. When when they missed the field goal, they're coming out of the half in the third quarter. Like, the red flags went up like, uh-oh, here it comes. And Oregon State tried to make it come, but Washington got the late stop to, to hang on by the skin of their teeth. The, you know what? I say this all the time. But never more so than in November on the gridiron, you never apologize for winning on the road in conference. Never. No, not at all. And and here's the deal. Okay, so this week, Oregon hosts Oregon State and right now is a 13-point favorite. Oregon State was a a 2.5-point favorite over Washington. Are you telling me that Oregon would be a a two-touchdown favorite? over Washington, get real. Not happening. That's telling me we need to take the beeves this weekend. That's what that's telling me. Oh, of course we are, because if that happens, Arizona could be Washington's opponent in the Pac-12 title game. My God, how the hell is this happening? Yes, it could work out that way, because since Arizona and Oregon did not play each other, and if they end up tied... They would go down to the next team in the standings for the tiebreaker, which would be Oregon State, who would have beaten Oregon and lost to Arizona. There you go, right there. Mass chaos. The Wildcats in the hunt for the Pac-12 championship going into the final week of the season. Nothing short of a, of a miracle out there in the desert. 
So let's get back to Washington and Oregon State because you got to give Washington credit where where it's deserved, and that's on the defensive side of the ball. They stopped Damian Martinez on first down, put Oregon State into a passing situation, and then held DJ Ugalele to one of three passing on those final three downs. Washington's offense shut out in the second half, and it's enough as the defense, who has been maligned at times this season, comes through to save the dream season for the Huskies. Big-time statement there uh, from the guys on the other side of the ball. The offense has gotten all the, as Lex Luke would say, all the allocades <laughs> all season long. Uh, it's the, it, it's good, good to see the defense get a little dap, uh, getting that huge stop uh, in the closing second. And, of course, you also have to give Michael Penix credit because he threw a laser to Roma Dunez on third down to essentially end the game. Yep. Absolute monsoon in Corvallis. Oh, it was great. It was great. It was great weather. From about the middle of the first quarter on, it was just pouring rain. Yep. So that's the Pac-12. Kind of crazy, but we've got a lot more crazy to go to. Before we do that, though, a couple of game highlights. Florida State beat North Alabama 58-13, to but that's not the story. Jordan Travis breaks his lower leg on a scramble on the third series of the game. And yeah, I mean, legs, this was legs Joe aren't supposed to bend. Yeah, like legs aren't supposed to bend in that. that yeah, that, that, that was Joe Theismann, Alex Smith-worthy. That was ugly. Yeah, it, and it's too bad. That wiped out Florida State right there. I Tate Rodemaker is not going to be able to lead Florida State past Florida, Louisville, and then Florida State doesn't have enough buckets of money to give the playoff committee to get Florida State in there. Even well, that's the that's the, the thing, and I was going to ask you about this. So, I ain't worried about Florida. Graham Mertz got hurt last week, too. He ain't playing for Florida. Of course, Travis is a, is a much bigger loss for the Seminoles than Mertz is for, for Florida. But... Nevertheless, neither team with a starting quarterback. It's going to be a shit show. Florida State's going to win that game anyway. It doesn't matter. I still think Florida State's got enough dudes to beat Louisville. I do. So let's say Florida State's 13-0 on Selection Sunday, or whatever you want to call it. If there's only three other undefeated teams, they're going into the playoff. That's how it's going to be. Except they won't, because the loser of Michigan-Ohio State will still get in ahead of them. I guarantee it. That's bullshit if it happens there has never been there has never been an undefeated power five team left out of the playoff and the only scenario that it should happen this year is if there happens to be five undefeated teams and the last time I checked I don't think that could happen Liberty I said power power five five teams power five damn it I don't like to get into the whole, well, this scenario, it's, it's a talk radio shtick. It comes up on Twitter all the time. Well, what happens if, if you have these five teams? Who gets left out? Blah, 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 blah. Let the games play out. If Florida State winds up undefeated, they're going to get in. That's the deal. But they will have the, they, it will be the, it will be the toughest argument ever because of the quarterback play, if nothing else. But here's my thing. And I will, and this is my argument for every one of these fucking things that come up on Twitter, talk radio, the talking heads on TV. They talk about all this crap. Oh, well, you know, why would you put in a team that clearly can't win the national championship over a 12 and 1 Georgia team who lost to Alabama? Here's the fucking deal. If we wanted to make, if we wanted to let the Vegas Ozmakers make the playoff, just let them make the goddamn playoff. 
The games don't matter. The scoreboard doesn't matter. None of it matters. If that's how we want to do it, let's just do it. Otherwise, until then, the games fucking matter. Done. End of okay. rant. That's, you, you, that's as gonna, fired up as I'm going to get tonight. I was going to get to this in a bit. There is a conference, that, and actually there's a few conferences, that rely <laughs> on multiple uh, computer rankings. We're if get there are it. multiple team tiebreakers. Yes. Three of those four computer ranking websites have Washington as the number one team in their poll. Oh, how about that? It's uh, almost, tell, it's uh, almost like right there, it's, how reliable are these computer rankings if three of them have Washington? Washington's got the best resume! Washington's got the best resume! The final scores matter. Who you beat matters. I don't want to hear a damn thing about 12-1 Alabama getting into the playoff and, and, and Texas being left out when Texas went to Tuscaloosa and beat them by 10 points. I don't want to hear any of this crap. You've got me fired up now. We're not doing this crap. Next question, <laughs> next game. Let's next talk about the great question. SEC. Let's talk about who... Let, let's talk about the, uh, SEC schools paying uh, seven digits to get their ass whooped on national television. Let's talk about that right now. That would be $1.85 million that Auburn paid to New Mexico State to be beaten to come across the ocean and get their ass whipped. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. And it's it's not smoke and mirrors. New Mexico State just beat them. They beat the crap out of them. Yeah, they, they, they dominated that game. You've been high. You've been high in the Aggies all season long. I had this game on the radar when I was looking at picks So did week. I. I just, and I just didn't have the balls to, to, make the, to, to make the call. But when I see, and here's the thing. The score comes up on the ticker, and I'm like, that doesn't surprise me. Why should I be surprised that New Mexico State's kicking Auburn's ass? And it, it didn't. And so I'm like, why didn't I put money on it? What the hell? Absolute Auburn shit Auburn gained just 65 yards rushing on 26 carries. They were 2 for 10 on third down. This Damn. is an SEC school. And, and, this is, and this is why you can't lean on... Oh well, they play an SEC schedule and all this stuff. Hey, look, Auburn's it's a got good thing they play an right? SEC schedule. I'd be afraid to see how bad Auburn's record would be if they played a Conference USA schedule. <laughs> Auburn, get, Auburn, and of course the the story. Oh, well, they got caught looking ahead to Alabama, as if as if looking ahead, as if this Auburn team looking ahead to Alabama is going to make a damn difference about anything in the Iron Bowl next week. We'll see what happens. Hey, you know what New Mexico State was looking ahead to? Jacksonville State. Who could probably beat Auburn? Oh, you don't want that. Auburn doesn't want anything to do with Jack State this year. They Auburn doesn't want to play in a ball game where they could get matched up with Troy or Jacksonville State. Just saying. Unfortunately, on the small school in one dream ended. James Madison loses to Appalachian State 26-23 uh. in overtime. I think somebody on this podcast called that shot. Somebody did call it. Like I said, I, I don't think I outright said, oh, Appalachian State's going to win this game. But I said, don't be surprised if Appalachian State wins this game. Hey, if I'm James Madison, hey, undefeated in regulation. They still haven't, beat, they still haven't been beaten in regulation. But App State got out on them early and, and, and just kept them at bay, gets into overtime, and, uh, and Appalachian State wins the game. Big time balls there from App State. And now they've got a big game next week. To try to get into the uh, the Sun Belt title game 
against my aforementioned Troy Trojans. Yeah, the the, the Sun Belt is crazy as well. well. We'll get to it later. James Madison can pretty much pick the opponent of Troy. So maybe Troy throws some bags of money to James Madison to either do the J-O-B or beat Coastal. <laughs> Let's get back to the Pac-12 because, as we mentioned, Arizona now has a shot at Washington. Oregon, however, knocks off Arizona State 49-13. They do look damn good. Bo Nix threw for 404 yards, six touchdowns in preparation for the Civil War. Yes, that's what the game's called. I'm with everybody else that's, that thinks that neutral field, you play the game again, Oregon is the better team than Washington. I, I, I think that. But again... You heard my rant earlier. The results on the field matter. And unless Oregon can return the favor in the conference title game, you have to rank Washington ahead of Oregon right now because they beat them head-to-head. Head to head. That's how it works. Maybe Oregon gets another shot here. The Ducks are looking really, really good. They really are. Although 13 points is an awful lot to ask. And I think the Beavers can control the line of scrimmage, control the ball. And if they can keep Oregon's offense off the field, Oregon's offense can't score. It's that simple. Oregon State won, uh, won this game last year in Corvallis, didn't they? Didn't yep. they upset or I thought there might be might be a sub circle of calendar going on here for the Ducks. That still seems like a big number in a rivalry game, though. Uh, I think they've beaten them the last few years. So I mean, it it, it might have been circles in the truck for the last couple of years, and it hasn't done a damn bit of good. Oh no, no, I take it back. Oregon did win in twenty twenty one. They lost in twenty. They won in nineteen. Okay, they, they've been they've been flip flopping games, but okay. yes, okay. last year they did lose to Oregon State thirty eight thirty four. I remember that game being really weird. I, I it was one of those deals. I'm not sure Oregon State threw a pass in the final quarter and a half or something like that. Yeah, I, I think that's a, the one where they brought in the quarterback for the first play, his first play on the last play of the game. And, and dove in from the one-yard line. Something like that. Yeah, that sounds familiar now that you mention that. Yeah, I, I just remember it was a scene there in Corvallis. I'm sure uh, Austin will be lit up. Arizona beat Utah 42-18. That puts Ooh. them in a spot where they can get into the Pac-12 title game. Utah, meanwhile, falls to 7-4 and four overall, 4-4 four and four in conference. We haven't seen Cam rising all year, but he's coming back in 2024. Does he, is he coming back to Utah or is he hitting the old transfer yes. portal gimmick? Okay. Oh, well, that's a good question. I'd say he comes back to Utah. I mean, they've been good to him. I do too, but hey, you, you never know. You, know, you can back drop back some money. money in the portal now. especially and there, ain't no, and there ain't no position in college football that's getting more bags of money than the quarterback. So, you know, money talks, bullshit walks. We'll see. Speaking of bullshit... Arizona hey, what, what, if, what, if, what if Texas? What if Texas offers him a big bag of money? Why would? They, why, how many quarterbacks to go back does Texas, to Texas need? <laughs> yeah, what the hell? Yeah, I'm not surprised that Arizona won that game. I'm surprised at the the matter in which they did. They were they were uh, they kicked Utah's ass. Utah's starting to fall apart. I mean, they could only do so much with their defense, and they had a lot of injuries. And I think it's all caught up to them now. But yeah. they're still going to get the shit out of Colorado this week. Oh, absolutely. Hey, is Colorado going to a bowl game this week? Oh, wait. No, they are not. <laughs> they're officially out of bowl contention. 
By the way, Shador Sanders finally got beat up enough to be taken out of a game against Washington State earlier in the week. Brilliant. I think he, I think he had six first quarter sacks. It was Good so brief. UCLA beat USC 38-30. That means the Trojans have finished the season at 7 and 5. Brutal. They were 6 and 0, oh, weren't they? I think so. Good and then they ran into uh, the buzzsaw that was, uh, was it was it Washington or Oregon that beat them first? Washington beat them first. Yeah, and, and from there, it just went downhill. Utah beat them. Washington beat them. Oregon beat them. UCLA beat them. Somebody else beat them. Oh, no, no, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, we got to go back. Notre Dame is the one that knocked them off first. That's it what was it was. Then they barely escaped Cal. Then it was Washington and Oregon. And now you UCLA. Yeah, just, just hit the wall. That's probably the end of the line for Caleb Williams uh, as college football player. I, I don't foresee him playing in the bowl game here ahead of the NFL draft. Oh, not a chance. Not a chance. And I'd say about half his wide receivers won't play either. Uh, you yeah, might as absolutely. well just bet heavy against USC in whatever bowl <laughs> game they're in right now. Yep. California beat Stanford 27-15. Cal moves within a game of bowl eligibility. They're at UCLA this week. I'd really like to see Cal get six wins because this kid, Fernando Mendoza, at quarterback is good. Jaden Ott's a nice running back. They've got pieces that can make them a fun bowl team. It'd be, it'd be nice if they could get bowl eligible ahead of their uh, their grand entrance into the Atlantic Coast Conference, but I don't see it happening. But hey, who knows? I think they are about a touchdown dog to UCLA. That's not bad. Uh, nine points right now, Vegas tells me. And for what it's worth, this week, a judge has allowed Oregon State and Washington State to be the lone voters on conference decisions. So whatever bags of money the Pac-12 has left, it's getting split two ways. It sounded to me like like there was a, it was sort of an understood, hey, you can't screw them on the way out, but it was like, all of the NCAA tournament money and all that other stuff. Yeah, you guys could probably get the TV money for the last year. You you, you still got to split, but the, the NCAA tournament money and all the all these other peripherals, you guys could probably divvy it up among yourselves. That would be great. Also, did see well, that come on, uh, the television money is like fourteen cents in a bag of donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Larry Scott. Um, I did see that despite Washington moving to the Big Ten next year. They did extend the uh, the Washington Wazoo series currently for five more years, playing one at the, the Seahawks Stadium there in Seattle and then split the other four games between uh, Husky Stadium and uh, Pullman. Yeah, but the only thing is that now that game's going to get played in September, September. or October. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's, it's not way more fun when it's in bad weather in November. Yeah. Yep, completely agree. So let's go to the Big 12. This is so highly entertaining. We've got a shot at a four-way tie for first place or Texas winning and a six-way tie for second. I have not run the Big 12. I have not run the Big 12 matrix to death, but I I saw saw there was a tweet going around this morning. It was like, well, there's 128 different combinations uh, of things that could happen to the Big 12. If you would have listened to six-year seniors last week, you would have known that a week ago. There's six games. Two times two is two to the sixth power, 128. Simple as that. Simple math, ladies and gentlemen. We're, we're ahead of the curve here on 6th year seniors. 
It's not effing brain surgery here. It ain't magic. It's math. So Texas did beat Iowa State 26-16. Longhorns didn't look great, but considering they were without Jonathan Brooks and were returning Quinn Ewers, it's about as best as you can expect. Iowa State makes teams look ugly. And, and like I said at the top of the show, you do not apologize for winning on the road in November in conference ever. You get the win, you get the hell out. And, and Texas covered, so good on you, Horns. Yeah, there you go. And Iowa State is actually still alive for that second-place tie. They do need to beat Kansas State. And need some help. And, and a it's lot of help. all in play. Yeah, yeah a lot play. of help. I, I have no clue who wins a six-way tie for second place. You need to bring in the math majors on that because there's no the the tiebreakers don't fit because not everybody played each other. It's stupid. Yeah, exactly. I I'm hoping that by Wednesday you've got that figured out for us. I'll do my best, but no promises. I do know this: Oklahoma State beat Houston 43-30. They were down early. Uh, yeah. Ollie Gordon runs for 164 yards and three touchdowns. If Oklahoma State beats BYU. They are the second place team. Even if Oklahoma and Kansas State tie them for second. Well, you know what, though? But if Texas loses, I don't know what a four-way tie does. It gets convoluted. It's not horrible at that point. I do think it's, I want to say it's Oklahoma and Oklahoma State at that point. But there's there's things going on in the background that affect that too. Oklahoma I, State, I, basically it is, it's winning their in. That's pretty much Yeah. It. Wouldn't that suck if Oklahoma State can win a three-way tie for second place yet somehow lose, lose a four-way four tie, tie for first yeah, place? exactly. That'd be classic Big 12 right there. Oklahoma did beat BYU 31-24. Man. They needed they four quarters trouble. for it though. Yeah. Uh, also, they probably have lost Dylan Gabriel, apparent concussion before the half. My guess is he's not going to be back for their final game. They've got TCU on Friday. That's right. So a lot of things could be answered on Friday if they can beat TCU. If they lose the TCU, my God, chaos is going to start to reign. Absolutely. Kansas State beat Kansas 31-27. Will Howard throws a pair of touchdowns, runs for a third they now need to beat Iowa State, have Oklahoma State lose, and then maybe they hold a tiebreaker over Oklahoma. I want to say the way that that would work if if Kansas State, yeah, Kansas State was like the next in line. So if if Oklahoma State lost and Kansas State won, Kansas State no. even if Oklahoma wins. No, I no, I think it's I think it's okay State, Oklahoma, Kansas State, Iowa State. It's that's the sequence of the of the succession right there. So. Wait a minute, wait a minute. you got to be kidding me. Iowa State would move all, all the way up that way, that far? I, I There's a, it, it's it's convoluted. We'll talk about it. Oh, my it. God. Yeah, That's ridiculous. Jeez. Texas Tech is still alive after beating Central Florida 24-23. They block a Colton Boomer extra point with five and a half minutes to go, then run out the clock on an 11-play 48-yard drive. Yeah, you take that when you can, running out the clock down the field. Absolutely. That's an art form we don't see in the game anymore, except in the Big Ten. Good thing for Texas Tech. That's their sixth win. They don't have to beat Texas to be bowl eligible. However, they can fit into that second place tie if they do beat Texas. 
What a shit show. Central Florida, by the way, also looking for bowl eligibility. They need to beat Houston this week for number six. That's like Space City versus Space City. Is that going to be a thing now? Like Central Florida claims NASA. Houston claims NASA. It's a silly, petty rivalry. Sure, why not? Yeah, it's stupid. TCU beat Baylor. Uh, that gives them their fifth win. They need to upset Oklahoma to be bowl eligible. Not sure if I really care to see TCU in a bowl game. Not really, but I, I don't care about them in a bowl game. I would love to see the chaos that would ensue if they could knock off Oklahoma, though. Yes, exactly. Yes. It comes down to TCU at Oklahoma on Friday, Texas Tech at Texas on Friday, then BYU at Oklahoma State, Iowa State at Kansas State, and then West Virginia still alive at Baylor. Just mass carnage. Just mass carnage all over the place in the Big 12. Good grief. Before we go on break, let's talk Big 10 and just get this out of the way. Do we have to? Yeah, we do. Michigan apparently overlooked Maryland, but still won 31-24. Ohio State did not overlook Minnesota, winning 37-3. By the way, Michigan has accepted Jim Harbaugh's remaining two-game suspension. What were they going to do? Were they going to bring him out and and, and beg the, you know, this, hey, we're we're, going to have Harbaugh on the sideline. What are you going to do about it? Stupid. I I still think they need to bring out Stagger Lee or Yellow Dog or... Uh, who, who's some oh, the other bullet? Yeah, the, the bullet. bullet, the bullet. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. So stupid. I don't remember now if I presented this on last week's show, but I think the best thing they could do is put a masked man on the sideline and have officials, you know, try to escort him off the field. And they won't come. He won't get off the field. And they try to take the mask off. They finally get the mask off, and it's not Harbaugh. It's not Harbaugh. And then more masked people come onto the sideline. What are you going to do? What's the NCAA going to do? Stop the game? Yeah, what are they going to do? Oh, God, that'd be so funny. That would be hilarious. (laughs) Oh, especially for the the Ohio State game. What's he doing over there? What's that guy? (laughs) He doesn't even work here. He's got the ID badge saying he's somebody else, and he actually is somebody else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, it just, just to get in the Ohio State players' heads, freaking do this. Please. I'm begging you. This is great. That's fantastic. That's his brother, John. How much did he pay for the plastic surgery? How much did they pay for the plastic surgery, man? <laughs> <laughs> Michigan really needs to learn from professional wrestling. Well, it, it, we've had coaches cutting pro, cutting wrestling promos on everybody this season. Why not go all in on it? Why not? It's more entertaining for everybody. If we're if we're gonna wipe out the heart and soul of the game by all this conference consolidation and whatnot, we can at least make it entertaining in the process. Jesus! I mean, come on, we've already come up with three angles that are better than anything in pro wrestling already. Right there, exactly. Iowa defeated Illinois 15 to 13. It's another typical Iowa win. They come from behind. Caleb Johnson somehow scoots 30 yards for a touchdown with four and a half minutes to go. And the Gotta difference in I- the game. And the difference in the game was a safety in the first half. The first quarter. It was the first score. There, yeah. Iowa actually got two offensive touchdowns, so you gotta give them credit there. I guess, but my God, 15 point. Come on. You you sent me the number. You sent me the number on, on this week's Iowa-Nebraska game. 
Oh, and God. it's gone down from the opening number. <laughs> Iowa and Nebraska opened the total at 28. It's now down to 26 and a half. This is FCC violations, the, the whole thing. It's just horrible. I, and that game's on a Friday night. I think almost all by itself. Where is that damn game? Maybe it's not on television. That'd be a savior. It'd be great if it was on Peacock. <laughs> not holding my breath on it. I mean, being the, the late November spot, I bet it's an afternoon. Yeah, it's an early kick. On, on CBS. How the eye has fallen. <laughs> uh, the last weekend of the season, we used to carry the Iron Bowl. Now we carry Iowa-Nebraska. That's great. Oh, yeah, there it is. 9 a.m. on Friday. Ugh. Good God. Absolute carnage. On, on a serious note, uh, Iowa also lost their punt returner defensive back Cooper DeJean, who's probably best known for not calling for a fair catch. Oh, that's right. He was injured in practice this past week. We were talking about could the Iowa basketball team outscore Iowa in any one game? You did know, you do the math? Well, I, I did the math. That's a little too much because Iowa right now has, I believe it's 108 points in league play. or No, it was 208 points in 11 games. That's what it was. They're averaging 18.4 points per game. I'm like, okay, could Caitlin Clark outscore them per game over the course of the season? And I saw what Caitlin put up last year. No, that's too easy. She averages over 30 points a game. <laughs> so here's the question. Can an Iowa men's basketball player score more points per game than Iowa scores per game? We're going to keep the clock on this one throughout the season, aren't we? This is good. Right now, Iowa's leading scorer averages 20 points a game. Granted, they're only like four or five games in the season. It's early, small sample size, but we can see what happens. Yeah, well, see, 18.4 and probably going down after the Nebraska game. Yeah, given the total is 26 and a half. So it's, they're, they're putting 13 on the board this weekend. Penn State beat Rutgers 27 to 6. So I guess we have to admit that Penn State's the third best team in the Big Ten. I guess. I mean, just they they handle Rutgers uh, much easier than we thought they were going to, though. I did not see that happening, but it is what it is. Uh, Drew Aller, the great quarterback for Penn State, 6 for 13 for 69 yards. I believe he left early in the game, too. I think he got uh, got dinged up. Northwestern beat Purdue 23-15. to 15. They are now bowl eligible, which means, please, whoever they play this week, beat them so that the other team is not bowl eligible. <laughs> and I say the same thing about Wisconsin because they picked up their sixth win. Illinois, Minnesota, Nebraska all have five wins. They all need to lose this week. We do not see, need to see any of those teams in a bowl game. The less Big Ten West in bowls, the better. I can't even think of a decent transition from the Big Ten West to Wendy Prater's magical journeys, other than if you watch the Big Ten West, you really need a magical journey right now. You don't look. It's it's it, We are heading into winter. You do not want to be in Champaign, Illinois, uh, Chicago, Madison, Wisconsin. What is Iowa a Chicago City. street fight? I'm from Chicago. What is a Chicago street fight? You don't want any of that. Look, get away. Get away from winter. Go find the last drops of summer that are down in the Caribbean. Hit up our girl, Wendy Prater, at Magical Journeys Travel. She can hook you up with your next awesome getaway 
All major cruise lines, all inclusives among the, the turquoise waters of the Caribbean Sea, the, the islands down there, all that stuff. Let her take care of it. It's e especially the cruise gimmick. They're easy. You get on the boat. It's all right there. You can get off the boat the different spots, all the stuff. Catch in the local culture if you want not. Get out, enjoy the Caribbean breeze, all this stuff. It's almost like I'm speaking from experience from this weekend. Just saying. Just saying. She'll take care of your next awesome getaway. Tell her you heard her about uh, heard about her on six year senior seniors. She'll give you twenty five dollars off your next trip discount. Custom made itineraries for you and your traveling crew where you need to be. No need to be. She can give you down to the fifteen minute increment schedules if you need that much detail. She's great at it. WP Magic Journeys on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys Travel. She makes the plans. You make the memories, and you're not making any memories in the Big Ten West. You might be making some memories on the hardwood. I was going to say, there's a lot of basketball teams in the Caribbean right now, or as close Absolutely. as they can get. Let's talk college basketball for a little bit. Houston wins the Charleston Classic, 69-55 over Dayton. They grabbed 17 offensive rebounds in that game and oh. just dominated the boards. Just, wor just work in the glass, my God. They also beat Townsend, Utah by double digits. They've beaten everybody by double digits so far. They might end up being one of the last unbeaten teams in the nation. January 9th, they're at Iowa State. The schedule is, is favorable for that, keeping an eye on the Cougars. In the Legends Classic, Auburn dominated. They beat St. Bonnie in the final, knocked off Notre Dame earlier. I'm not sure if Notre Dame's going to be any good this year. I'm not sure about that, yeah. I'm saying uh, Auburn looked good against St. Bonaventures, though. I did catch a little bit of that game this weekend. In the Bahamar Hoops Classic, Miami of Florida beat Kansas State to get to 5-0. They've got a big game coming up Tuesday at Kentucky. Larinaga's got the Hurricanes fired back up. They're back in the top 10. They're making some They're making some rumbles in, in the upper mid-card there. We'll see if we can get, to the, uh, get the Canes back in the main event. Mississippi State won the Hall of Fame Classic, beat Washington State and Northwestern. They're now number 17 in Ken Palm. Interesting. Not sure if that's a real yet or not, but Mississippi State, because wasn't it last year they went like 12-0, and 0, something like that, and then fell off the face of the earth? Maybe this year they're for real. That sounds familiar. We'll see. They've, they've quietly been an issue in the SEC for the last few years, but again, you know, that, that's fine in November, December, but if you can't step into the conference play, it doesn't matter. Out in Myrtle Beach, Liberty beat Vermont to move to 5-0. and That was a really good game between a pair of solid mid-majors. You know me. I always, I always like the Catamounts every single year. And, and Liberty, over the past few years, has become a uh, quite the little monkey in the wrench. So uh, that's a good uh, good undercard game there uh, down there in Myrtle Beach at the. And I know it's not the Beach Ball Classic because that's the high school tournament they have down there, but the Myrtle Beach tournament will always be the Beach Ball Classic to me. Okay. I see. I could have. I could have put the swerve on you and, and called it the Beach Ball Classic. Yeah, and, and I maybe wouldn't you have known the difference. Me. I wouldn't have known. Yeah, the but see, I was nice this week. I was nice and called it and called it down the middle. And the Continental Tire, whatever the hell tournament it was, San Diego State needed overtime to knock off Washington 197. Ooh. Really good game late night on, uh, I believe that was Sunday. Yeah, I saw that uh, St. Mary's did the J-O-B. What the hell? Twice, man. And it wasn't even close. Twice? Uh, shocking oh, losses to San Diego State and Xavier by double digits. Whoa. 
Okay. And finally, an NBA note. Draymond Green. Speaking of speaking of doing the (laughs) job, Draymond Green puts Rudy Gobert in the Katahajime. Gobert taps out. The only thing I have to say is I wish Dre hadn't waited 47 seconds into the game and maybe done it during warmups. That's the funniest part about it because there was no score in the game. It was the first minute of the game. The score is literally 0-0 and, and we have a little skirmish at midcourt out of that and Draymond just jumps him right out of it. It's fantastic. He gets him in the chokehold. Joey Styles is out screaming, Kanahashime! That hold is banned in 73 countries but not here at ECW. Oh my God. Dre got a five-game suspension. Everybody's calling him the bad guy. But come on, Rudy Gobert is the guy who created COVID. Gobert is a dipshit anyways. I've got no problem with that. Dre, Draymond's hilarious. I know Draymond plays the heel. Draymond's great. I love Draymond Green. As MJF says, he's my scumbag. Exactly. There you go. I, I would absolutely hate Dre if he was on another team. I know it, but he's my scumbag, and I love Dre. I like I like I like Draymond. He's not even. He, I, I don't have an NBA team. I like Draymond Green. He's good for the game. You know, the I, business, I'm, I'm the even, business needs heels. I'm even starting to warm my heart a little bit toward Chris Paul. Oh no, no, we can't have that though. Come on, you're, you're not. No, no. You're turning heel on me, man. What the hell? <laughs> Chris Paul, no. I'm still waiting for Dre to put Chris in a, in a Kajahaja man in practice. I'm, I'm pleading with you like Jim Ross right now. You can't, <laughs> you can't cheer for Chris Paul. You know what that son of a bitch did? Damn it. Damn you, Alan Cass. Damn you to hell. Son of a bitch. I don't believe it. I'm pleading with you like Jim. God, Jesus. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll take a second look at Chris Paul. Please, I'll take a second he's look. an asshole, man. <laughs> yes, he's an asshole, but he's my <laughs> asshole right now. <laughs> oh, what a shit show! I wonder if Dre's out. I mean, he's got a five game suspension. He can go stalk Rudy Gobert and put him in the Kajazame in a local Seven Eleven for all I care. Well, go yeah, you can it. do that, but but it's not legal on the streets, though. You go to jail for that. TMZ with exclusive coverage from the 7-Eleven security camera. <laughs> they've, got the, they've got the security footage from the 7-Eleven. <laughs> but wait, it's a masked man. We don't know it's Draymond Green. <laughs> it could be Was Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> Was he coming to hold up the store? Was he coming to put the cut of Hajime on Rudy Gobert? We'll never know. Tune in next week to ACW. Look, it was cold outside. I'm walking into the 7-Eleven. I see this big, tall black man. I'm like, immediately, I'm thinking, he's got a gun. I got to do something about this. I'm just being a good guy. Draymond Green, <laughs> street hero. Damn vigilante. Vigilante, <laughs> vigilante for hire. Vigilante chokeout artist. He's my scumbag. I mean, he's uh, look. Rudy's Rudy's a piece of trash. I got no problem. He is. He's I I I, he I, I and I realize now that there was somebody worse the Warriors could have signed other than Kevin Durant and Chris <laughs> Paul. That would have been Rudy Gobert. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Out in ACC land, we already talked about Florida State and Jordan Travis. 
That's just, that's just too bad. But the beneficiary of that is Louisville, who beat Miami of Florida 38-31. And my Louisville to win the ACC at 12-1 tickets looking damn good right now. Looks very good. You got a, you got a lucky break, no pun intended, in the from the Florida State game. Louisville holds on here. Stop Miami at the two-yard line with about four minutes left. And then, uh, I guess, tackled the... Did they tackle the guy on the Hail Mary attempt, or they batted? They did. What uh, happened they, on it? They, they batted the ball from the end zone to about the five-yard line where Restrapo caught it. So, so, they did, nothing... so, they didn't do, so they didn't do the volleyball bump backwards. That's no. what you're saying? Well, we t- okay. No. So you've, been, you've been preaching this this year. No, and if they batted it backward, there was nobody there. But in front of the ball, yeah, Restrapo was there, and thankfully there was like about four guys in front between him and the end zone, and he never got close. Okay. Notre Dame beat Wake Forest forty-five to seven. They'll probably finish the season at nine and three. They've got Stanford this week. Nine. Where, where does a nine and three Notre Dame team end up in the bowls? Like some random non-New Year's Six, New Year's Day bowl, like the Gator Bowl or something like that. Feed the Hungry Bowl? Nah, they're not that far down the card, but they'll be in a good bowl because they're a named team. ESPN would love to be able to get them on uh, get them on the network because they'll they'll pop a number. They'll be they'll they'll get a good draw. It won't be maybe, maybe they'll get Iowa or anything like that. But, oh God, that'd be kind of fun to see Sam Hartman against the Iowa defense. I ain't gonna lie, <laughs> if Iowa's got to go to a bowl game, might as well give them an entertaining. Uh, uh, Chess match, that'd be interesting. I hope we can do our bowl pick'em show this year. I, I haven't figured out uh, scheduling we, yet. We have, to, we, have some, we have some logistical issues we have to work out over the next few weeks. Yes, we do. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but we'll see. But that, that's the behind-the-curtain bullshit. Meltzer, Meltzer will talk about that next week. But, uh, yeah. Clemson beat North Carolina 31-20. And Jeez. worst of all, Carolina didn't cover. Yeah, that's the worst part about it. Had Omari and Hampton not fumbled inside the 10-yard line two times in the first quarter, maybe Carolina would have been up 21-0 and put Clemson's offense behind the eight ball. But no, we can't have because Carolina football can't have good things. That happened. You had the bizarre roughing the passer call, which was just beyond moronic. And then a couple other curious calls that extended uh, Clemson drives that wound up going for scores. No, Carolina didn't play great, and I'm not excusing Carolina's play. They didn't deserve to win the game, but they got a they got a bad draw there. But like I said earlier, had Carolina had Carolina lost this game, but beaten Virginia and and Georgia Tech, yeah, I've, if this was their first loss of the season, I'd, I'd feel bad. I'd be pissed off right now. But I understand it. But this loss isn't what broke Carolina's season. That happened last month when they did the job in Virginia and Georgia Tech on back-to-back Saturday nights for God knows what reason. So, yeah, the I will say this. The Carolina State game this Saturday night will be highest of comedy. Just set the calendar now. Put the alarm on your phone. ACC Network Saturday night. If you need good comedy, it's all coming Saturday night Raleigh. Tar Heels better win because I'm just sitting on what I thought was a guaranteed winner of over eight and a half wins. And oh my they're God. starting to piss me off. For, for, I'm almost I'm almost tempted 
to, to, to want Carolina to lose just so you'll get an inkling, an inkling <laughs> of the heartache I got to deal with dealing with that goddamn football team for the last 30 years of my life. That's my football team that you have money on. And, 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 and you're playing with fire. I'm just telling you that right now. But if they can't beat this state team, they did, they don't deserve to be on the field anyway. So let's just beat this straight up, all right? Straight up. They don't they, – come on. Georgia Tech beats Syracuse 31-22. I'm looking the – by the way, I'm looking the lineup on that real fast. Hang on. Carolina's on the They're favored by three on the road. Yeah. Two and a half? Okay. Ridiculous. Georgia Tech beats Syracuse 31-22 to get their sixth win. Syracuse now needs to beat Wake Forest to get bowl eligible after starting the season 4-0. and Damn. Dito Babers out at Syracuse. They uh, they let him go yesterday. I don't know if Syracuse can do any better than Dino, but at some point you just hit your ceiling and you got to have a change, and it is what it is. By the way, starting quarterback Dan Villari for Syracuse completed all 14 of his pass attempts. You want to take a guess at how many yards he had? Oh, God, that's a loaded question. 14, 70. Lower. Oh, God, less than five yards of completion? Oh, my God. 59 oh, yards on 14 oh my completions. God. What in the name of Tony DeVito are we doing here? Good God. <laughs> Let's quickly go through the SEC. Georgia beat Tennessee 38-10. to 10. The only thing I want to say is Ooh. Joe Milton, 17 for 30, 147 yards. Way to go, Joe. The Georgia machine is, is live and hungry, and I really hope – I, I, I don't want any bullshit. I want them to take care of Alabama in the SEC title game and put any shenanigans to rest. Missouri beats Florida on a last-second field goal. Harrison Mevis kicks it and then chomps his way off the field. I love it. I love the horns down. I, I love when, when other teams do the gator chomp. Uh, when, when, the, when the Carolina kicker a few years back did the tomahawk chop out of Dope Campbell Stadium when they beat Florida State at the gun. That's all of that stuff. stuff. It's all awesome. It's everything I love about college football. Awesome shit. South Carolina beat Kentucky to get to the win number five. They need to beat Clemson to get bowl eligible. All I got to say is go Clemson. Don't need go to Clemson. see Spencer Rattler in a bowl. Clemson, Clemson will take care of that. Tyler, Tyler from, Starten, from Spartanburg got Dabo and Clemson fired up. Mississippi State got their fifth win after head coach Zach Arnett was fired. They now need win number six against Mississippi in the Egg Bowl. The old Egg Bowl where, where, we, where players piss on the goalposts. Piss post, on the goalposts. <laughs> I love college football. It's great. In the American, Texas, San Antonio, Tulane, and SMU all win all still unbeaten. This is the conference that uses the college rankings from Anderson and Hester, Billingsley, Colley, and Wolf. Those are four college football rankings that I've never heard of in my life. They don't use Webster, Webster, and Cohen? They don't have those guys on on, on book? Come on. What are, you, oh. what are we doing here? Come no. On. Sagarin? No. Forget that. No. Come on. The originator? Uh-uh. Three of these guys have Washington as the number one team. Because they got the best resume. <laughs> anyway, the Tiber, if they all finish unbeaten, it actually which they I don't think they Tulane can. Right? San Antonio play each other, but yeah, yep. Tulane beats SMU. SMU beats Texas San Antonio. So SMU, in other words, is rooting for a Tulane victory. Okay. Also, in the American Navy beat East Carolina ten nothing. 
they need a win over Army or an upset of SMU to be bowl eligible. It could happen. We'll see. Rice also now has five wins. They beat Charlotte. They host Florida Atlantic. Rice is a team that we need to see in a bowl. JT Daniels going bowling. If, if they can win one more, let's see what happens. Well, and if he can recover from injury. A.J. Padgett was starting last week. Oh, okay. Well, you know, he's been around long enough. Maybe, maybe he gets some recovery the, in the meantime between. Now, either that or he might be eligible for a ninth year. May, yeah, that's possible. Absolutely. Here we go. Let's get to the Sun Belt. In a non-conference game, Coastal Carolina was probably caught looking ahead, loses to Army 28-21. Uh, oh, damn, I missed that this weekend. Jesus. Yeah, our Army moves to 5-6, and six, but even if they beat Navy, they're not going to be bowl eligible immediately because two of those wins are against Delaware State and Holy Cross. Coastal still has a good shot of getting to the Sunbelt title game if they can beat James Madison. JMU is going to be pissed off after last week. Army, so Army, so Army can sneak in the back door if if all the big if, if the Big Ten West teams lose. Hopefully, yes. Okay, there we go. There we go. There's another reason for the Big Ten West all to lose is to get Army into a bowl game. Old Dominion beat Georgia Southern. Old Dominion can still finish in a three-way tie for second place in their division, but they would lose any tiebreakers. They did knock Georgia Southern out of any chance. So now it's pretty much down to Appalachian State and Coastal. If Coastal and App both lose and Old Dominion wins to make it a three-way, Coastal wins the tiebreaker, having beaten both Old Dom and App State. The only way App State can do it is if they win and Coastal loses. Coastal loses. Yeah, gotcha. Another team that we need to see in a bowl game, Arkansas State. They beat Texas State 77-31. to Jaquez Cross scored three times in the second quarter alone, then added a 93-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. Arkansas State also scored twice on pick sixes and had oh, a fumble God. return for a touchdown. Good Lord. In the Mountain West, UNLV defeats Air Force 31-27. By God, UNLV probably has won the Mountain West. All they need to do now is beat San Jose State. It gets weird this weekend because it's it could be a semifinal, but there's tiebreakers that get involved that also involve computers, apparently. Uh, how Boise State's still hanging around in this two weeks after they fired their head coach, I have no idea. Who, who the hell knows what happens? UNLV's got San Jose State. Boise's got Air Force. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's pell-mell in the Mountain West. Yeah, and San Jose State stayed alive in it by being San Diego State. Shockingly, Fresno lost to New Mexico 25-17. Yeah. So Fresno, who's beaten Boise and UNLV, is out of the Mountain West title chase. I think, Fre- wasn't Fresno a 24-point favorite? Uh, something like that. It was pretty big. It, it was big, yeah. The run. Uh, New Mexico averaged 7.1 yards per carry, and their running backs were not getting touched until like five yards beyond the line of scrimmage. Oh, damn. Colorado State, by the way, beat Nevada 30-20. to They've got five wins. They need a win at Hawaii late night get back to get win number six. In play for the Rams. We'll see what happens. Finally, in the MAC, Toledo beats Bowling Green 32-31. They really had nothing to play for, but they still got the win. That is their 10th straight victory after losing to Illinois to start the season. Is there a shot here of Toledo sneaking into the New Year's Six if we get some carnage? 
I, I think they need carnage out of the American. They need yeah, yeah. The, the they need the loser of Tulane and Texas San Antonio to then or, or the winner of that game to lose the American title game. Yes. And probably lose badly. It's out there. I just I don't see it happening, but I, I don't think they're mathematically out. It it's odd because there's really not a team in the group of five that that deserves a New Year's Six Bowl this year. There's not this year, no. I, it's a it's a bug in the system, I'd say. Well, actually, the one team that would deserve it, they're not going to give it to, and that's Liberty. Or James Madison. Well, they, yeah, they're not going to give any bowl bid to James Madison, but now that they've lost, uh, you know, that took away a, the best market exactly. they had. Exactly, yeah, the exactly. What a load of crap. So let's get to some schedules here. Very quickly, let's start with basketball, actually. And what was it? The uh, Damn, what, what was that Tuesday game that I, I talked about earlier? Hang on. Miami and Kentucky. Yes, Miami and Kentucky. Got to find it here. Man. Oh, that's why. It's not Tuesday. It's next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Gotcha. So there you go. We're, we're previewing away eight days in advance. Miami at Kentucky. The Maui Classic, Tennessee and Purdue are already guaranteed in one of the semifinals. Jesus. That that's going to be fun. That's really going to be semifinal. That's not a final. It's a semifinal. semifinal. Yeah. Good and great. and the winner will probably play Kansas. I'm taking a guess. Unless Shamanot can beat them late night. Highly unlikely, but you never know. Is Marquette waiting on Kansas? Probably Marquette plays UCLA in the last game tonight. They're about a okay. 5 point favorite. Uh, Bruins could Bruins could be a problem there, too. Oh, loaded field, Matt. We've been talking about that for weeks. Loaded field. On Wednesday, the uh, Battle for Atlantis, which we used to mock, and now, you know, that's a pretty cool tournament name. Uh, your they, North Carolina yeah. Tar Heels are out there. Yeah, we'll see, what the, we'll see what the Tar Heels got going. I'm reserving judgment on the Heels so far this season. Michigan-Memphis is at 2 p.m. on ESPN2 that day. That's one of the Atlantis ma- matchups. It's a pretty good field down there. It is. It is. In the ESPN Events Classic Tournament, whatever the hell it is, Iowa State uh, is in it, probably the favorite. Boise is also out there. They play Virginia Tech in the first round. We can't come up with a better name for that thing? The ESPN Events Club? What? We don't have a sponsor for this thing? Come on, guys. Well, that's Jeez. the thing. I think about three years ago they called it this because they couldn't find a sponsor, and now I think they just don't find a sponsor. We can't call it the ESPN Bet Tournament? There you go. Direct gambling. I, I, I guess we can't put the direct gambling implications on it, but come on. The DraftKings they're gonna, Invitational. They're gonna add. They're gonna add the the commercials all over the 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 broadcast anyway. So why not just lean into it? At least get you some free publicity for your new app. Sneaky good game on Thanksgiving, 1 p.m. Vegas time. Arizona at Michigan State on Fox. That game is being played in Palm Springs. That's an interesting spot. Did you see that Florida Atlantic lost as a huge favorite last night or two nights ago? I did, yeah. And they are in. I'm saying they've got Butler on on the deuce on Thursday, uh, but that was a uh, just stunning loss to Bryant, sixty-one to fifty-two. There's a couple teams that are not playing well that you'd expect. Iona is having problems. They lost a high point in the first round of the Gulf Coast Classic this morning. And I, I think that makes them one in three. They don't have Patino anymore. They lost their. They, they lost the the great leader who's going to take St. John's to multiple national championships, according to the St. John's fans that that follow me on Twitter. 
Hey, speaking of Patino and going back a couple more teams, uh, did you see that Louisville nearly beat Texas uh, the other day and then hung no. up with Indiana today? Oh, wow. The cards have woken up, maybe. Apparently. I mean, they're still losing, but um, they're they not being embarrassed, bad. though. Yeah. There you go. All right. Let's talk football. Starts on Tuesday. Couple of MAC games: Bowling Green at Western Michigan on the U at 4 p.m. Vegas time at 4:30 Eastern Michigan at Buffalo on ESPN two. Do you know what happens on Wednesday? Um, I don't know what happens on Wednesday. It is the first day in I believe 51 days without any football. Oh, that's right! Wow. And then we come back on Thursday, of course. A lot of the NFL, but also Mississippi at Mississippi State in the Egg Bowl, pee on the goal line on ESPN 4:30. I don't know what the late NFL game is. You know, you got the Lions and the Cowboys always back to back early, but then they've got the third game on there now, which will compete with the Egg Bowl here. I'm definitely watching the Egg Bowl. I'm not watching whatever tripe the NFL is putting out. Oh no, no, it's actually going to be a good game because it's the Niners and the Seahawks. Ah, it's a good NFL game, but I'm watching the Egg Bowl. The Egg Bowl will be more entertaining. It may not be as good. It will be more entertaining. Lane Kiffin's coaching one of these one of these games. That's not the NFL game. Just saying. Uh, you do have a point there. I'm trying. Let's see what's going to be competing as far as basketball goes. Uh, you, your Boise, your Boise State's playing at that time on the Deuce. Uh, I might be picture in picture. I know I'm picture in picture. We got. The setup from last year, I think I showed you a photo of this. But uh, My friend's got two big TVs. We put them in each corner of the living room. And so while we're eating and drinking, we've got football on one TV and basketball on the other. That works. So on Friday, 9 a.m. start, not a lot of great games. I mean, if you want to kill yourself, Iowa at Nebraska on CBS, 26-and-a-half point total. That's awful. Is there... Until you get to the to the last game on the card, there's really not any good games Friday. on Friday. Yeah, uh, well, Air Force Air Force Boise is a pretty good game. Texas San Antonio Tulane on ABC at twelve thirty. That's the battle for the American title. Yeah, I'll give I'll give you that one. Okay, yeah, that's pretty good. And yes, Air Force Boise one p.m. on Fox Sports One, uh, and then at four thirty, got Texas Tech at Texas on ABC. Texas Tech trying to play spoiler. Could be interesting. We'll see what happens. And then, of course, the Oregon State Beavers ready to knock off the Oregon Ducks, 530 on Fox. Major implications there. And then, of course, on Saturday, the big game. Ohio State, Michigan, Fox. Jim Harbaugh in a mask on the sideline. Multiple masked men on the sideline. Multiple masked men on the sideline. All the coaches should come out and mask. All of them. There you go. Be great. There you go. Michigan right now is a that... three and a half point favorite. I'm starting to get the 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 feeling here that Ohio State's gonna gonna do it. I, I'm not impressed with either quarterback, and I just wonder if if Ohio State between Henderson and uh, and Harrison just have the top end playmakers that could be the difference in the game. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be thrilling TV. 
it's going to be a hell of a deal. Uh, I think Blake Corum is going to be able to control the line of scrimmage, run for 120, 130 yards, a couple of touchdowns. That's going to be enough. They're going to keep Ohio State off the field. Yeah, and can Michigan wear out Ohio State and control and win the game in the second half? That's how they've done it the last two seasons. Can they do it for a third time in a row? Fascinating chess match among the big boys here. And Ohio State and Michigan have reclaimed their, their spot. Some will say they never relinquished it, but have reclaimed their spot as the premier college football rivalry. I, I'm, I'm here for it Saturday morning. It's going to be great. At 12 p.m. on the Pac-12 Network, Colorado, Coach Prime, Coach Prime, Coach Prime, ends his <laughs> season at Utah on the Pac-12 Network three months after starting the year at TCU, Fox, Big Monday, you know, Big Noon, whatever. Oh, my God, the ratings. How the mighty have fallen. And they, and they finished the season on the Pac-12 Network <laughs> Just as they began the season as a three-touchdown dog. That's a great point. <laughs> After all the hype and all the success. Oh, and, you know, turn, turn the program around. There's still a three-touchdown dog against a really Utah team. Oh, man. It just they suck the oxygen out of the room to start the season. And they're relegated to, uh, to the Larry Scott Network to, to close it out. At the same time, noon, Vegas time. Find yourself the Mountain West streaming service, San Jose State, at UNLV. Oh, good grief, Mountain West Network. Good Lord, yeah, that's deep, deep on the car. Maybe the maybe you can find it on the, on the Plus. I don't know. That's that's pretty bad. It's Fox Sports app. I don't know. That's, yeah, oof. At 12.30 on CBS, it's Alabama against... Oh, wait, breaking news. The SEC has asked Auburn to step aside and allow New Mexico State to play Alabama because it'd be more competitive. <laughs> On the deuce, James Madison at Coastal. There's a game to watch. That's a good game right there. Major, major ramifications in the Sun Belt. James Madison pissed off after losing their dream season last, last week to App State. Sun Belt's just doing it right. They've got the regional beef going on. This is good stuff. On ABC BYU at Oklahoma State. Again, if Oklahoma State wins that, then all this talk of multi-way tiebreakers just doesn't matter. Yeah, just flush it down the toilet. It was never a doubt. Texas and Oklahoma State for the Big 12 title game, if everybody takes care of business. Uh, at 1 p.m., Washington State at Washington on Fox. Apple Cup. Washington, do what you need to do. Stay unbeaten. Take care of business. That's all you got to do. Just take care of business. At 4 p.m. on ESPN, Florida State, Florida. Now it's Tate Rodemaker against, uh, who is Graham Mertz's backup? It don't matter. And on the Pac-12 Network, Notre Dame at Stanford. Notre Dame Notre Dame on the Pac-12 Network? That's absolutely (laughs) hilarious. One final middle finger from the Pac-12 to the ACC. As everybody, they, they put Stanford on the Pac-12. So is it, wait a minute, is this the last ever football game on the Pac-12 network? Um, yes. <laughs> I mean, unless they have I think some kind of binding agreement with Oregon State and Washington State. <laughs> I, I, God, yeah, because like the, the TV contract's up. So yeah, this could be history of the making here. What a better way to send off the Pac-12 network than the Notre Dame Fighting Irish as a 26-point favorite over 
Pac-12 member Stanford. That's great. Well, that's okay because next year this game will be an ACC match. On the ACC network, exactly. Because <laughs> nothing says Atlantic Coast like Palo Alto and Notre Dame. Exactly. At 4.30 p.m. on ABC, Georgia continues its unbeaten season at Georgia Tech. I don't think the Jackets have anything for the dogs in clean old-fashioned hate, but we'll see. At 5 p.m., if we get some weird breaks in the Big 12, Iowa State at Kansas State might mean a lot. It would take a lot to get there, but stranger things have happened. And on the ACC network, some team plays It's Our Tribal. There's your comedy show of the week right there. Carolina State, two teams. They are the, here's the thing. They're the exact same football program. They're just marketed completely different and understood completely different by the by the national media. They're the same football team. They just get to their they get to their final destinations in completely different ways. They're the exact same program. You can take neither one of them seriously, and you sh- and you should take neither one of them seriously this Saturday night high comedy in a incoming. At 7.30 on ESPN, Cal at UCLA. Got to root for the Bears. They are going to be a fun bowl team if they can pick up this victory. It'd be a big one if they can get it. And your final late-night get-back game, 8 p.m. Vegas time, Colorado State at Hawaii on Team One Sports app, whatever the hell that is. Find Just look, find an illegal stream on Facebook. That's, that's the best way I can tell you to do that. <laughs> that is all... I've got for the schedule. That's all I have, too. We're just days away from a final week of guaranteed winners and a huge, huge Thanksgiving meal. Yeah, that's it. We're, we're going to try to bring you winners one more time. Maybe we can close the, close the regular season on a high note. We'll give you some bonus picks. As we hey, go uh, by the way, the... if you want bonus picks, I've been doing really well on college basketball. Follow us on Twitter yeah. at 60 or Seniors with the number six. Yes, it's still Twitter, not X. It's, of course, it's Twitter. Absolutely. I've got nothing else for the listening audience. I got nothing else either. Send us home. What, what do we got? Famous Ohio State, Michigan victors, Jim Harbaugh, oh, John Harbaugh, all oh. the masked Harbaugh's. The masked Harbaugh's. <laughs> How about, <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to, who, who are some famous wrestlers from Ohio? Michigan's got the Steiner brothers. Who's Ohio got? The MJF? No, MJF uh, Long Brian, Island. Brian he, he was make Brian Pillman. I was thinking of Cincinnati. I, MJF was, was was just absolutely shitting all over Cincinnati. For flying Brian Pillman. Le- hey, does Lexus King count? Uh, no. Does he claim himself from Cincinnati? He doesn't claim anything else. Not even count. Uh, let's see. Cle- Cleveland, Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, God, there was that. God, there's. No, See, nothing good comes out of Ohio. I mean, come on, the best thing about Cleveland is their river burned. Not, not wrong on that. Uh, and they I'm had so the sorry. Disco Inferno. No, that was Chicago. They had that was Chicago, dis- yeah. Disco Inferno. I'm from Chicago. Well, well, shit. Who gives? Who, we're looking for wrestlers here for Fly Brian, for the Disco Inferno, for Rick and Scott Steiner, and for Rob Van Dam. That's the best producer in the business now. Caps on Mikey Watson. We'll be back Wednesday. Make some plays. Make some money. Get our Thanksgiving feast set up. We'll, we'll, we'll start the pregame for Thursday, Wednesday night. We'll have we'll have a little bit of wine going. We'll see what we'll see what else percolates, and we'll see what percolates right here on Sixth Year Seniors.
Disco Inferno is not from Ohio. I'm just <laughs> I don't know where Glenn Gilberti's from, but he's not from Ohio. I'm not from Chicago. 